Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. Another mass shooting in America, just days after the last one, and still no clear path to action to actually solve this problem. We'll discuss that. Plus, you thought the recent COVID relief bill was huge and transformational for the economy? You ain't seen nothing yet. Here comes Joe Biden's $3 trillion infrastructure package. And finally, Sidney Powell, the pro-Trump lawyer who spread the big lie, now admits she was lying. Will anything be different this time? That's the question that hangs in the air after the country is dealing yet again with another mass shooting, this time in Boulder, Colorado, where 10 people were shot dead at the King's Supers supermarket there. And this comes just after last week's slaughter in Atlanta. It is adding to that devastating list of American tragedies. At the White House today, President Biden spoke about the shooting and he called for a ban on assault weapons and congressional action on the closing of gun background check loopholes. I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. The Senate should immediately pass, let me say it again, the United States Senate, I hope some are listening, should immediately pass the two House passed bills that close loopholes in the background check system. President Biden is referring to two House passed gun reform bills that aim to mandate federal criminal background checks on all firearm sales, including private sales. But the likelihood that those bills are going to get passed in the United States Senate, well, it doesn't seem all that bright. Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, has made clear again today he is opposed to both of the House bills that were just recently passed dealing with gun safety reforms. So this does not seem like anything but a pretty significant uphill climb for the Biden administration. And if you were thinking that perhaps there was going to be some new sense of bipartisanship to come together and try and solve this gun crisis in America after these last two mass shootings in just the last week, well, you should think again. It seems that everyone on Capitol Hill was right back into playing their assigned roles. Take a listen to Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. And every time there's a shooting, we play this ridiculous theater where this committee gets together and proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. The stark reality is, and Joe Biden understands this better than anyone, those 36 years in the Senate, his work on gun control measures in the 90s when he was there, there are calcified political interests on this issue. And inaction is far more common than any action when it comes to gun-related legislation up on Capitol Hill. And the math simply isn't there for the Democrats right now. This is not something you can do through reconciliation. This is something that under the current Senate rules requires 60 votes to get something passed to the president's desk and actually get something done here. Senate Democrats are nowhere near having 60 votes. So this raises the question again. Is Joe Biden going to come on board with what progressive Democrats are calling for and eradicate the filibuster? so that he can try and move through his agenda with the slim majority he has in the United States Senate. Gun control, gun safety advocates have met with this White House. They believe they have an ally in Joe Biden. But is this the issue that is going to get Joe Biden to be able to get all the Senate Democrats on board with the notion 
of going with that nuclear option in the United States Senate. Now, here's what else matters today. Fresh off that $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that Joe Biden signed into law, we are learning what the next big legislative target is likely to be for this White House. A massive, perhaps transformational, $3 trillion jobs and infrastructure proposal. $3 trillion. Now, it seems that the White House believes the best way to get this done is to break it into pieces. Perhaps two different pieces. One, a traditional infrastructure package that would mostly focus on money for roads, bridges, rails. It would include hundreds and billions in spending for climate-related measures, and it would include $100 billion for education infrastructure. That's the kind of bill that has had bipartisan support in the past. The tricky part with that is... Joe Biden and Senate Democrats want to pay for this by raising taxes on the wealthy and on corporations. That is something that Republicans are not likely to get on board with. So that's one complication. Then there's the second piece of this infrastructure package, this so-called human infrastructure that the Biden administration would like to get passed. That would include Democratic priorities such as universal pre-K, child care, caregiving, free community college, all in an attempt to deal with both racial inequities and economic inequality in American society. The ability to move this big of a piece of legislation through Congress, well, it'll make that Recovery Act look like child's play. So passage here is anything but certain. But if Joe Biden was able to get a $3 trillion infrastructure package through with all of these proposals in it, it would be on the level of FDR, LBJ, that kind of transformational presidency. One that perhaps many people during the Democratic nomination contest and the 2020 election did not think Joe Biden would be the vehicle for. And finally today, this is one of those stories where you just can't believe what you're seeing. Sidney Powell. Do you remember her? She was the pro-Trump lawyer who helped spread all those false conspiracy theories about the 2020 election and claiming that there was widespread fraud. You may remember her standing next to Rudy Giuliani when his hair dye was dripping down his face at that press conference in the immediate aftermath of the election. Well, now Dominion Voting Systems has been suing people for slander, Sidney Powell being one of them. So how is Powell defending herself in that case? She is now claiming in court documents as part of her defense that, quote, no reasonable person should have taken her claims about fraud seriously. She's out there selling a whole boatload of lies about election fraud that doesn't exist, claiming that that is the truth. And now in her defense in court, she's saying nobody should have believed that it was so clear that she was lying. So that whole big lie that Donald Trump and his allies were selling, well, now one of his closest legal allies in that big lie admits it was entirely a lie. It's not clear this argument will work for her in this defamation case. It's also unclear if she thinks the damage done to our democracy was worth it. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to listen and follow wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.